recording. <laughs> I love how I get a little notification that's like, this meeting is being recorded. Like, um, just, just so, so you know. know, you can like put on a shirt now and because this is being recorded. <laughs> oh no, not my exhibitionism. <laughs> it's on full display today. Ladies and gents, you will never see this. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy <laughs> yep. all right well, hi welcome to the we're watching podcast this is the fully clothed abby and alexia show <laughs> i'm alexia i'm abby. She's abby we are in fact fully clothed we are looking at each other on zoom if anything it's like crazy how diametrically different we are in terms of our clothing too because I am in a colder climate right now, wearing a t-shirt and like, like thin leggings. Uh, and Abby is literally in Texas, warm climate, wearing a hat and a sweater. I'm, and, and I'm under the, the little softest blanket I have ever touched in my life. So I'm like happy, comfy, cozy right now. I even have fuzzy socks, if you can see this. Oh, yes. I do see the fuzzy socks. One, there, those are the cutest knitted socks I've ever seen. But number two, I'm sweating just looking at it. <laughs> sweating <laughs> profusely. <laughs> sweating profusely, just watching you. Like, I literally am barefoot with, like, again, the thin leggings and the shirt. And I don't understand how you are wearing all of that and also being indoors. Dude, it got actually, like, cold in Texas recently where I, I messaged you and I was like, you know, it's Texas, but it's, like, cold here now because it barely got over... 45 degrees or something like that and I was like what the hell is happening <laughs> it was honestly like <laughs> it was honestly disconcerting to open my weather app and see Boston 45 North Carolina 45 Texas 45 and I was like what is happening <laughs> the entire is nation happening? is under attack <laughs> it's 45 degrees all around the world Seriously. Um, I mean, even right yeah. now in Florida where my parents are at, it's like 58 degrees, which is like freezing temperatures for them. <laughs> That's true. That is very cold for Florida. I don't have Florida weather. on my phone. Sweater weather. Sweater weather. Sweater weather. Um, yeah, my phone, my phone has different temperatures depending on my loved ones. So there's like where I currently am, LA, Boston. Pinehurst, Lowell, New York, Dallas, Wilmington, and Raleigh. Yeah. In that order. In that order. I need to get rid of one because I grew up in uh, Pennsylvania for a while and I still have that on my phone. <laughs> 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 like, I don't care about Pennsylvania anymore. Let me get rid of that. <laughs> I should probably get rid of Pinehurst given that's where like I am, but and why I have Pinehurst and Raleigh, I'll never know. But Raleigh is always just like slightly different. Like it says Raleigh's 45 and we're 43, but I think that's a bunch of shenanigans because usually Pinehurst is warmer. That's like, like the, with Denton, Denton's always like a couple degrees off or something different. Or when it snows, it snows heavier in Denton than it does in Dallas. And it's like, I'm 30 minutes away. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> I know. It's crazy. That'll happen. I mean, obviously that happens in New England. Um, like when last winter, when I was in Manchester um, with Haley, like my grandmother and her parents um, who were like, bless you. Oh my God. 
excuse me, you're fine. My grandmother and her parents were like 40-ish minutes south, got way more snow than we did. And then there were like one or two occasions where we did get snow and they didn't, but they they got hit way harder than we did um, in January and February. And then I left and it was like, right when I left it, it snowed like every single day in New Hampshire for like two weeks. <laughs> and then, yeah, then literally the week after I left, like I was in Wilmington wearing like short sleeves at uh, the engagement party because it was like 78 degrees. Nice and breezy. Yeah, I'm trying to think of ahead of like what the bachelorette party is going to look like because we're going down near Austin, Texas, and it might be 75 degrees and clear, or it could be colder. You, we literally don't know right now. <laughs> we'll see. Yep. Uh, yeah. How do you think I feel trying to pack for that? I know. <laughs> you, you messaged me and you're like, what do I pack? And I was like, just your life. Just bring your entire life at this point. My whole life. You live with me now. <laughs> <laughs> I would both love and hate that. Right. Love it because I'd live with you. Uh, hate it because that would be a lot of traveling. And also like, as you, as you have heard, my heart is torn in a thousand different pieces and I don't know where my home is anymore. <laughs> I don't know what to do anymore. I don't know where my life is going. Questioning everything. <laughs> Yeah, this episode we <laughs> decided to watch the Blair Witch Project, and it took a took me forever to figure out what we were gonna watch next because I was next to pick a movie, and I was like, you know what, fuck it, we're gonna do this one. <laughs> and I was like, well, I own it, so that sounds good. I got it from the library, <laughs> as usual. <laughs> I was gonna say part for the course. Yeah, and I actually. I wanted to watch it in a quiet space. Ivy tonight is, uh, you know, gaming, watching sports ball, talking to his friends or whatever. So I was like, let me try and watch it on my computer. So my mom had uh, a few years gotten me a DVD player for a MacBook. So it's like a little separate little box thingy. So I had some fun setting that up. And I felt like I was back in 2005, just like plugging in all these sh- things to my computer <laughs> to watch a movie and yes. it, <laughs> it kind of added to the experience <laughs> you know I wondered when I saw it on your insta I was like what is she doing so, <laughs> what is happening <laughs> what is happening I love that I love that. honestly if, if you were gonna do it for anything doing it for Blair Witch is the most on theme I could possibly think of. Given the nature of like the found footage genre and the fact that like the movie was supposed to be set in 1994, but like released in uh, 99 and you know, just all of the aspects of that combined with the fact that you jerry-rigged a DVD player for your MacBook. Like that just, it really only seems fitting. It really, it like set me in the mood and I was like, oh, perfect. I had my little candle warmer giving me a light glow. The sun was just setting. The moon was set. I was good. Fill my heart. <laughs> what, what a setting. I love it. Ambiance. I understood the assignment. <laughs> Abby is on another level and we cannot compete. <laughs> and it was my first time watching this, of course. I have heard about this movie. <laughs> 
for <laughs> ages and ages and years and years and people always talk about the Blair Witch Project and I was just like I don't know what you're talking about I knew it was found footage but that was kind of it oh yeah it's funny um you know this obviously was not my first time watching it but it had been such a long time since I'd watched it that I kind of forgot a lot of things um so it wasn't again I while I knew I theoretically how it began and how it ended and like you know I didn't know a lot of the details in between but I knew the general gist because I'd already seen it um but even the first time that I'd seen it there weren't a lot of spoilers and I think that that's probably also because I I watched it at the very early ages of the internet where you know I it wasn't easy to come across spoilers um and I'm trying to think of when and how I watched it but I honestly don't know mm -hmm. um there's not much to spoil because it's like right. three, three kids who get lost in the woods and that's like it. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's yeah. Like, there's not a whole lot of like, oh, did you see the this thing? No, like it, this movie is pretty straightforward in the way that it came across. I think the most I read about it when I looked up the Blair Witch Project afterwards was like just the marketing was the biggest yes. part of it. And of course I missed that because I was eight years old at the time and I couldn't have given a fuck unless it was an animated movie. Like I did not give a fuck. <laughs> and I was the psychopath who definitely watched like all of that, like knew the marketing for it, was like spooked out by it, <laughs> even from an early age. If it's not Disney, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> it was just so funny because I was like not that into Disney. Like I did like, like I liked it, but if it wasn't Mulan or like a more of the Pixar side of it, I was fine. It was good. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, so synopsis. We'll yeah. start with a synopsis again. You know, wild spoilers. Spoilers galore. We're going to be talking about everything about this. Literally movie. everything. So if you haven't um, seen it, pause right now, go watch it, and then come back. Welcome back. <laughs> welcome back okay so uh for those of you who just finished watching or <laughs> haven't seen it and don't care or um who've already seen it but need a refresher uh the Blair Witch Project is about a group of three student filmmakers who go into the woods um near I think it's like the Black Hills near Burkittsville Maryland um in 1994 to film a documentary about it urban legend known as the black as the Blair Witch wow I almost said black witch the Blair Witch um they start out their trip pretty innocently um they're excited they interview some yeah although and they like never they never get anyway you know what I'll get into this in a second we'll get so, <laughs> um it's two friends and a person that they don't know in terms of student filmmakers so two friends and a rando essentially um they go up to the area of Burkittsville they interview some locals about the legend they essentially go off leave their car go off hiking in the woods um everything starts out a-okay but then some weird 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 stuff starts to happen in the woods at night specifically and they start to get hopelessly lost during the day um, eventually they wander off in circles. They lose one of their original members. 
Um, and it's just the rando and <laughs> the, the first friend. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's Heather, Josh, and Mike. They lose Josh. Heather and Mike are wandering alone. Um, eventually, they come upon a house uh, referenced in, or theoretically referenced in one of the locals' stories prior, um, wherein we are treated to a lot of shaky running, screaming. You hear Josh crying in the background. They're following in the idea that they're going to find Josh. Um, you see one of them in the corner. The camera shakes, falls, and we just hear screaming. Fade to black. <laughs> Fade to black with some creepy ass sounds that literally sounded like somebody burping. Was that just me? Like in the credits, like it sounds like somebody's like doing a long belt in the really? background. That, <laughs> yeah, that was, well, I mean, maybe it was just like the way I was watching it. I watched it in bed alone in the dark at night with my iPad. So maybe that was. Which is also quite a mood for this movie. <laughs> it was. You really yeah. like have to watch this movie and um, it has yes. to be silent. You shouldn't be doing anything else. You should focus on it. And hopefully just have like a couple candles on mm-hmm. and the lights low. Yeah. You need a spooky environment for this. I know. 100%. But yeah, this, this movie was like with some of our other ones, it, this one is much more of a psychological horror than like an outright monster movie or um anything like or slasher or anything like that this one is very much like yeah these people are slowly losing their minds they're going around in circles and they're they keep hearing and seeing things that don't make sense and you don't understand it either and your vision is much more limited than what theirs is so that's even scarier yeah um it's funny like after having watched this this time I was like I forgot how kind of boring this movie could be sometimes and I don't mean that in a bad way I'm just like it's very it very much plays on the monotony of doing the same thing over and over and getting like the same results oh yeah because like Heather like she was like I understand this map I know where we're going we're if we just keep heading south we have to hit something we have to hit a road or water or people you know so it's like you just have to keep trucking that way and nothing happens nothing changes you're just going in circles yeah I remember being super spooked by this movie when I first saw it I think when I first saw it I was like this was so good I understand why people loved it like so good granted I was probably like 12 but still it's like so good get why people loved it so scary and now I'm like if they had cell phones and gps this wouldn't have happened yeah maybe it's like the the first time experience because I'm still spooked by this movie I finished watching it like an hour and a half or two hours ago or something and I'm still spooked by it I don't want to go camping for I I walked out and I told Ivy I don't want to go camping for a while and he goes what (laughs) I don't want to go camping for a while this is scary (laughs) oh Ivy and I had an experience camping out. Um, we went to school in the Appalachian Mountains and we had an experience out there because uh, we decided to go camping on the Blue Ridge Parkway during a government lockdown. So the park was technically closed. Nobody's supposed to be out there. 
even like the rangers are off duty or something like that and uh we decided to go out there anyway there's nobody in the woods um and we set up a fire and we started like you know cooking and eating and stuff and then you would just hear noises just like like in like in this movie where you just hear like crunching and cracking and you're like you stop and you even stop breathing so that you can hear better and everything is just so dead silent and it's hell no so so scary so this movie like really brought back that memory because we literally like grabbed sticks and broke them and tried to like get like the sharpest part of a stick so that we would be ready to fight something should it come for us that is horrifying you're telling me that you were fashioning shivs in order to like <laughs> defend yourself i do not like that at all we cooked hot dogs on the sticks and we called them our combat wiener sticks <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I love it. <laughs> it's like it was the worst camping experience anyway because by the time we did like relax and go to sleep in the tent we were all there was like four no, five people of in like a three-person tent. It starts pouring rain. And we don't, have, of course, have a tarp or anything. So the tent is soaking wet. Eventually, like a small kitten crawls up on top of the tent and like starts sleeping under there. But like he's going to scratch up the tent and like break it. So we had to like get the cat off the freaking tent. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> We finally left at sunrise and we were like, we're just sick and tired of the shit. We have to leave. <laughs> oh my God. That was a miserable camping experience ever. Here's the thing. I don't even like camping. I mean, I am an indoors girl. <laughs> I love camping. I, mean, I like skiing. It goes bad when it goes bad. <laughs> See, for me, I, like, I feel like I've never had like a good camping experience, so... Maybe I'm a little biased, but that just, I, nothing about it appeals to me. It all sounds weird and kind of scary, and I can't feel in control there, and I'm a control freak, so. Oh, yeah. there There's a lot that you can't control on the hike. And you're just like, well, all right, guess I'll die here. <laughs> no! Please, God, no! Which I feel like this movie it's got to. a matter of fact, with a smile on your face. <laughs> you know, you just have to accept your fate sometimes. Alexia so. looks horrified. <laughs> okay. Well, most of the time that, that crunching in the woods is a deer walking by. Yeah, I feel I I mean I empathize with that. Oh, so and I was driving home from Raleigh, Chapel Hill. So I was driving home from Chapel Hill the on Friday night after having dinner with Ryan. Um there were so many deer out everywhere. Like I was actually getting scared and I ended up crawling the last like 45 minutes of the drive because there were so many deer and yeah, Ilya Ray's past experience with deer has not been the best so that was smart <laughs> nope uh for the for the listeners I have in fact hit deer before the most traumatizing event was hitting a baby deer out in the middle of fucking nowhere because there are no street lights near Fort Bragg North yeah. Carolina um, not a one, and we had to call my friends to come kill it because it was not, in fact, dead. It was dying, but not quite dead. And that was by far the most traumatizing moment of my life. I went into shock and needed to. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, fucking miserable. <laughs> so I'm yeah, glad that you no. guys were safe and didn't. That's so crazy that there were so many out. I wonder what that means. 
I don't know. I was thinking the same thing because it, it were all families. It wasn't like I saw like one deer. It would be like one would be brave enough to roam into the street and then it'd be like a family off to the side. Or I'd like turn a corner and my my headlights would catch on a bunch of glinting eyes and like, they'd all like lift up their heads. So like, scary. Oh, oh, so busy. So yeah, I get that woods wood sounds are often deer and or little critters, but yeah. Still. It's still unnerving, especially when you're you're just like it literally gets so quiet in the woods at night and you just hold your breath and you can hear stuff for miles around. It's so unnerving. So I think that this movie was so interesting in that because you don't hear any birds and you don't see any other critters in this movie, which you would think that they would be crawling all over Maryland woods, but no, it's just like this place really is dead silent until you hear children screaming at three o'clock in the morning. The thing about this movie, the thing about this movie, it was an exercise in psychological terror, even for the actors. This is a movie where the directors were essentially like, hey, you're gonna have a shit ass time and it's gonna be really spooky and you have no idea what you're walking into, but go forth into the woods, here's some walkie talkies so you can get in touch with us occasionally film yourselves have fun and those poor actors had no idea half the time what was going to happen oh and it it was so So a lot of the reactions they didn't even change their names for it it was literally like heather heather joshua played josh mike played mike (laughs) yeah and like those (laughs) people um but like, yeah, a lot of the actors' reactions are genuine. Mm-hmm. Like that night that they're in the tent and the tent starts shaking, the producers just came over and like fucked with their tent. And then when they were like running through the woods and Heather goes, what the fuck was that? Like yes. that was, she saw a producer who dressed up in like all in white with a ski mask and like you didn't wow. catch it. Like they were, they were running so hard with the camera that he didn't even catch the producer like he didn't catch what she's screaming at she just goes like what the fuck was that and you see her like screaming and running but like he was so freaked out and like trained the camera on her but he like didn't see what that was so you never see what she's reacting to yeah I was so was. frustrated with that and they're just like running for their lives I had to rewind it and I was like what did she see I'm scared what the fuck was she screaming about like you it that really fucked me up yeah. I was like are you serious Oh and like all of the noises and sounds and things were the producers just like coming around to mess with them scare the crap the out of them. Like, n- no matter what happened nobody could pinpoint where the noises were coming from I think Josh says at one point like mm-hmm. it's coming from all sides and it's just like the witch just knows yeah. how to fuck with your sense of perception because you don't know where you're at it's night time so you don't and you can't even see the stars if you even wanted to try and like navigate via the stars. So it's just like, right. You have no idea what's going on. Your surroundings are fucked up. There's no trail markers, nothing. Yeah. And here's the thing, like now, you know, I say this would have been possible with cell phones and GPS, like the way that our smartphones are, it's just, we would know unless there was some sort of electromagnetic, like variation or what would you call that anomaly thank you you didn't say it but thank you it helped um I'm here for like you. unless there was an electric <laughs> thank you unless there's an electromagnetic anomaly like you would have global positioning you'd have like 
this form of, of Maryland, not like and um, you know, but at, at the time and with you know, before cell phones were ubiquitous, back when you literally had a compass, like that was that's it spooky because there was no other way. Yeah, you were you were stuck where you were. Mm-hmm. Because like bit. Heather was just like, yeah, you have to go south. We ha- we're going south. I know where we're going. But there was some sort of anomaly going on in that neck of the woods, which or no, <laughs> that ruined yeah. everything. So apparently their frustration, yeah, their frustration over going, like coming back to the same spot was real. They actually had walked like in the wrong direction and gotten lost and ended up right back where the actors did. So they were legitimately pissed and confused that they wasted a whole day going in the wrong direction. Oh my god, that would be so scary, frustrating. I know. Apparently, they got. I was like reading. I was reading a couple of different articles, and then of course, I watched it through Amazon Prime late. Like I watched it a second time through Amazon Prime because it'll have like all of the trivia facts, which mm-hmm. I love. Um, and one of them said like uh, they got lost like two to three times and had to like walkie-talkie in for direction mm-hmm. Jesus that is yeah that's awful and I I empathize so much with all of that frustration that they have because they don't have any food I bet they don't have that much clean water because even that creek water is not good to drink and it's just like you're no. frustrated you're confused Mike is there with two strangers he doesn't know these people so when he looks at Heather you know do- towards the beginning of the trip and says I don't trust you like that's such a it's a valid thing to feel where she's she feels indignant about it of course but it's like he doesn't know you guys he thought he was just going to go on like a quick like one night hike and camping trip and be home and no yeah I know and um so there was a note in again the the, uh, Amazon Prime like trivia facts that um Heather didn't feel super comfortable sleeping with two dudes so she brought a knife with her (laughs) <laughs> which like valid that is so, so fucking valid like she I would too like you're out in the woods with like a walkie talkie and nothing else <laughs> you know. do it. and it's like bring a knife you gotta do that and even though she knew Josh or something I, I couldn't quite understand their relationship I guess they were just friends because Josh did say that he had a girlfriend but so it was just like okay so she at least knows one person and she's just so gung-ho about this project that she has she's like I don't care what happens to her I'm with I'm gonna get this done yeah that was uh, one thing I would have liked more of was more character we come into it where we, you know Heather's documenting all of this and they're they're gathering leading up to going there but yeah it's like okay Heather and Josh are friends and Mike's the rando but like how did they get Mike like did he just yeah. did he answer an ad is he a friend of a friend like how did he come upon this project like how is he doing this like how is it that you're all just meeting for the first time as you're driving up like that seems sus how do you, you wouldn't want to vet him out ahead of time no okay yeah like what and how does she and Josh know each other how long have they been friends is this like a casual acquaintance are they just like in college together like how do you people know each other what's important to you and why should I root for you to not die in the woods exactly it's and it's just like um every a lot of stuff that I read they just refer to the trio as students or it's a, it's like they are pretty they're like early 20s I guess but um yeah you never really get their whole background like do they go to Maryland or like Baltimore whatever 
not Baltimore, Georgetown or something, or, you know, what school do they go to? Who are they? Right. And then like opens it up to these could be any people. This could be you. It could be you. No, you're, I mean, you're right. Without having like too much of a backstory, it is very much like you can put yourself in their shoes. Mm-hmm. So I, I suppose I will concede that. It, but it was something I was thinking about. I'm like, you know, I had been so involved in like engrossed in the story the first time or two that I watched it. And now I had a lot of questions. <laughs> I just have questions um, now. <laughs> First of all, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. And I, um, and they have very much like, the only time I feel like the acting wasn't that great was at the beginning when they're trying to like rib one another. Yeah. Um, and act like friends or, or like trying to be casual. But through the rest of the film, it like that was such good acting and I know that theoretically a lot of it wasn't acting it was just screaming (laughs) yeah really a lot of screaming but it's like they got got that frustration out there where you're just like I am frustrated as hell right now and like all I can do is yell about it right they had the frustration but they also had that bonding effect Mm-hmm. that I know would come from going through something like that together. Like they're simultaneously turning on each other and also relying on each other. Yeah, which I did. I, I made a mental note about it where start I start out being... Oh, sorry. <laughs> My audio cut out. <laughs> you made a mental note about it. Oh, sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, or um, I thought it was really well done they would be at each other's next one moment and then making kind of light jokes or just coping the next moment where it's like yeah. it's clearly been hours later you can't sustain that kind of anger for that long yeah I was gonna that's exactly what I was gonna say so great yeah great point like <laughs> especially Heather and Mike towards the end like they started out kind of at each other's throats, but then by the end, it was like, please don't leave me. Like, you're my one lifeline. Like, I love you. Please don't let me die here. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, it was, it was such a good, it was such a good, dis- like, description or not description because we're not describing it, but you're seeing it. It's, it was a good visual representation of a trauma bond between two people who are going through something unreasonable <laughs> and terrifying together where they're like, are fighting each other's heads off because they're fighting that fight or flight Mm -hmm. but then they also like are invested in one another's survival and safety and care um it was fascinating to watch because it's like nobody in this trio is perfect where it's like you can root for whoever you want but heather was the one who got them lost mike was the one who threw out the map and josh was just like verbally abusive Mm -hmm. towards the end and just like an he was the one who just kind of like gave up the I think the fastest towards the end there I would agree yeah I would agree I mean he unravels very quickly Ooh, yeah he showed his true colors towards the end there and it's like oh Jesus yeah was not good um it's funny because I again thank you Amazon Prime (laughs) I was reading (laughs) some of the (laughs) the like I said trivia things um and they were talking about how they cut out a lot of their arguments because it seemed too much like the guys were ganging up on Heather. Um, and I mean, it does seem like that still in the movie, 
which you know fair she is the one that dragged them out there so I feel like it it's a fair enough dynamic um but it said that um like she and my in the trivia section it was like Heather and Mike have like a very antagonistic relationship to one another but it's actually her and Josh who fought the most during production and I'm like actually I felt that in the movie like I didn't think that she and Mike were at each other's throats nearly as much as I felt like she and Josh were at each other's throats. It's like in the beginning Mike was up front and he was like hey I don't trust you I don't like what we're doing I wish that we could we could turn back right now whereas Josh was kind of like going along with it but I feel like you would fight harder and rougher with somebody that you know more rather than a straight yes 100 percent um 100 and that but that's it when it said that in the trivia I was like I don't think that that's accurate I definitely think you can tell that that Josh is more aggressive when he's upset than Mike is oh yeah for sure we're Mike I love Mike's descent into insanity where he just starts laughing and Josh is kind of laughing along with him. He's like, we're not laughing at you. We're laughing at the situation. Mike, Mike's like, no, I fucking threw out the map. I fucking yeah. did that shit. And then he just is like going, he's like mentally gone. He's lost it at that point. That whole sequence, I was like, oh, dear God. <laughs> yeah. Um, but again, a tribute to their acting skills, like really, I know that, yes, they were, they were physically, I mean, let's be honest, they were kind of traumatized. And I feel like these actors were traumatized. Yeah, the actors were definitely put in some very unpleasant situations, um, psychologically, but I feel like they also did a great job with the acting, like, because re- not just how they reacted to the things that were thrown at them that they didn't know were coming, but the things that they did know were coming. So like when Mike says that he drop kicks the map and Heather starts that like that hysterical like throat wrenching screeching Ugh. where you know that she has hit the point like because you know it because it's happened to you or to me or yeah. whoever. Like she hits that point where it's like I can't even get the words out there. They're ripping out of my throat because I am so beyond. I'm betrayed. Understanding what you're saying. I am. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hysterical. And I also liked. It was damn good. Calling for Josh when he disappeared. You know, at first it's like, Josh, Josh, you know, kind of like yelling a little bit louder, but eventually her voice rips and then Mike's voice rips when they're just like, so freaked out beyond belief that they're they can't even like contain their voices at that point i know you can hear the tears in mike yeah Mm -hmm. you can hear the tears in mike's voice too like such good acting for an you can hear how desperately (laughs) yeah you can hear how desperately sad and terrified and like exhausted they are um and I think that they there had been mentioned like the producers like didn't give them a lot of food intentionally so that they'd be hungry and tired and wet and frustrated <laughs> you know method acting sounds fun in theory I don't think I'm down for that <laughs> no although I think that there I think that there's a huge difference though between this situation where you're method acting within a contained environment versus being asked to be a method actor like while living your day-to-day life because I feel like (laughs) 
yeah, this is an in, this is a situation wherein like it is it is a small ecosystem. You are the thoughts and feelings and things that you do are all contained within the woods of Maryland. And unless you're going back to the woods of Maryland, you you don't have you don't have that bleed into or affect the rest of your life um, because you don't have to method act with your family or your loved ones or whomever, um, and you don't have that bleed into your regular life. Now, I'm not saying this wasn't traumatizing for them, and it isn't like immersive and horrifying um, in its own right, but it's it's a very different level of method acting in that it they aren't being asked to change their lives; they're being asked to sit in this terror in a very specific environment but still sit in this terror nonetheless yeah and it helps like that all three of them are put through the same exact situation where I think the one of the biggest complaints about Jarletta's method acting just for an example is like he's (laughs) the only one going through it and he forces other people to participate when they're not ready or willing so it's just like when everybody has agreed we're going to be doing this film and we're going to be doing the be under these conditions that just makes it much more cohesive and it felt more like a team effort as a crew that for sure absolutely absolutely um you know I know that bonds are built on sets especially when they have to work in close quarters and I think it allows for them to get into it yeah together there and and it does build that that better bond like you do notice it throughout as the film goes on they are more bonded to one another Mm -hmm. yeah and I'm sure part of that wasn't acting exactly and um I didn't really take like that many I didn't take any notes during this movie watching it because I tried to be like present with it so I, this is all just going off of yeah. recent memory for it, which is why I was like, oh, we should talk about it tonight so I can remember everything. <laughs> oh, I wanted to yeah. talk about um, the interviews um, that they did with the townspeople because my favorite was when they were talking yes. to the mom and the baby and the baby's like, mom, you need to stop. <laughs> yeah. The baby's like, sh- like pushing on her mouth. Which it, it was just so funny because it wasn't just an, a child having a, a, like a bad temper tantrum or, you know, just kind of upset. This child was like, they, they made it, I don't know what the hell they did, but this child seemed so aware of what was going on. And they were barely like two, three years old. Yeah. She was just like, mom, you need to stop talking about this because this is very bad. <laughs> and I thought that was incredible I know. to get that kind of reaction out of a three-year-old. I agree. I agree. Um, and I, I want, I wish I'd, um, I wish I'd done a little bit more research as to like who they interviewed and why. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do love that they, they very much make it seem like it's just average ordinary people yeah. telling a story. I love the, the two men who were out fishing because they were just like bickering the whole time about the story. <laughs> that was, it's, it's funny because I'm sorry go ahead no I was like that it wasn't true yeah it was yeah (laughs) I I actually saw so much of us as (laughs) teenagers in those interviews and it's because they very much the actors or whomever they're interviewing very much puts on the like we're telling a story and we're gonna like be a little bit more ridiculous and dramatic because we know we're on camera than we normally would so like the bickering's a little bit more put upon and the you know the 
spooky tales or a little more spooky tale like but I it's still so realistic because that's exactly how we were at that time oh, yeah. like once you knew a camera was on you and you kind of switch in your demeanor yes um I love that like they they approached that one old man and I think that he was just a random old man going in the store and as soon as he realized that they were doing like a interview he was just like oh yeah let me tell you this story I know about this story I know so I I thought those were really fun in the um crazy Mary where (laughs) her interview was interesting and the fact that they didn't really like it shows later on in the movie that they didn't really pay that much attention to her because mm-hmm. Heather at one point is just like, what did she say? What was she saying? I need to under, like, I need to remember. And it's like, you guys clearly thought that they were all a joke, that these are all just like backwards hicks. And they were just telling these yeah. funny stories. Yeah, no, it's true. And it's funny because like, that's, that's the sort of stuff that's so also so relevant to real life, right? Like you don't always pick up on every piece of information. And then all of a sudden you realize it was very relevant to what you need or your, in this case, your survival. And you're like, oh no, what was it? What was it? Remember, somebody's got to remember. And you don't because it was such an arbitrary or it felt, felt arbitrary at the time. And for me, you now desperately need. Yeah, exactly. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> you're like yeah in that situation I would absolutely forget every piece of information I've ever known if I'm like yeah. terrified <laughs> well even if people ask me well, my like, brain I movie, like, actually I've never watched a movie before what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually pretty good in a crisis during it's afterwards that I like crumble to pieces and need therapy for like months afterwards but <laughs> Yeah, I turn on fight or flight hardcore, but I'm almost always fight. I am a freeze. Oh no. My system shut down and I'm like, what? That's fair. I think based on how like the situations you and I have been in at all tracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, totally fair. Like, I don't think, the best part is like, I've seen this movie several times and even when she was like what was it what and I was like I don't remember I don't, <laughs> I don't remember even remember either shit yeah I, yeah I did a really good job with that because they lulled the audience into that false sense of security and she's at she's almost asking the audience to be like help what was she saying and you're like I don't remember okay. <laughs> I don't know I don't know <laughs> <laughs> this is such an immersive movie it was it I like, I really think that this is a really cool found footage film. And yeah. I think from everything that I've read, it was kind of like the revival of it, of the medium. Yes. Um, yes. It is very reminiscent of some found footage films, like Hannibal Holocaust is probably one of them that comes to mind, particularly because I guess Heather had asked them, like, are you making a snuff film? Like <laughs> when they were first cast or going through auditions. So um you know definitely reminiscent of that um but interesting in that they had to actually degrade the footage like degrade the film to make it more reflective of the time in which they were supposed to be filming 
Yeah. I didn't realize it was supposed to be set in 1994. I thought it was a 90, you know, modern, you know, with the times kind of movie. Yeah. Nope. Um, yeah, no. And that's the best part too, because, you know, even movies of that time would have had way better footage than a, like a regular human's camcorder. <laughs> like, um, you know, it just, it's so weird to think that, yeah, they had to degrade the footage because otherwise it wouldn't look like two two dudes and a girl in 1994 walking around with handheld camcorders. Yeah. I think I think just not up with that because you really are just like I can't see anything. Move the camera over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or even him having like it over his shoulder. I remember my mother having like this big attachment thing to the video camera uh, when we were kids, and it was it's huge. That's funny. <laughs> so funny. So good. Yeah. Just so good. And I thought I would really picked up on the allusions that they did to like, like I mentioned earlier, where they're talking about like, these are just backwood hick people. Um, they, they're more rural and they mentioned the movie deliverance and everything. So it's just like, yeah. I was like, that, that makes a lot of sense that this is one of those movies where it is human man versus nature. And also, cause that comes a lot of a lot in Appalachian, uh, stories because you know when you're out in the backwoods right. like that just is the most prevalent thing that you're fighting against is nature itself and they keep mm-hmm. saying this is more scary or more advanced than any you know hillbilly could ever think of and it's like yeah because <laughs> hillbillies aren't the the evil here <laughs> <laughs> it's literally yeah. a <laughs> it's not the people you need to be scared of yeah. surprise I remember we yeah. watched Deliverance in one of my college classes and leading up to it, my professor kept going, guys, there's a very upsetting scene coming up. If you are not comfortable with certain themes, I need you to leave the classroom and we're all like, okay, whatever. And then the pig scene comes on and you're like, mm, fuck. <laughs> yup. Terrifying. Uh, if you haven't seen Deliverance, also a terrifyingly good movie. Terrifyingly good. A terrifying and good. Mm-hmm. Like terrifyingly good and also terrifying. Just gone. So. All of it. <laughs> but it definitely plays on similar themes like the Blair Witch does where it is man versus nature. 100%. It is. I, I think that this movie, maybe it, it's just like a first watch for me. I don't know when I'll watch it again. It's definitely not like a movie that I would watch every year. But for now, it's going to haunt me. <laughs> <laughs> for now, as a scaredy cat who has these experiences hiking and being terrified of like camping, it's, it's going to haunt me. <laughs> Well, as somebody who does not do camping for a variety of reasons, um, and who also does not like the woods as a rule. I mean, I, I do. I played in the woods as a kid, but, you know, I don't. To an extent. I don't really do that anymore. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, nope. I, if I ever found myself in that situation, I would probably panic immediately. Pure panic. <laughs> panic immediately. Just screaming. Um, yeah. I don't remember where I was recently. Oh, <laughs> we, <laughs> my friend, my friend Zara and I got, got stuck at work one day. I thought I had my key card in my back pocket and it was um, after an event at the office office and there are there's an elevator bank and both of the doors to get in to either side of the office um are are locked you have to have your your key card to get in and it was after hours so like no one was still left in the office and we were walking we were cutting across to go to use the bathroom rather than walking around the office we just were going to cut through the elevator banks uh or the elevator doors and uh, my key card had fallen out of my pocket. So we were stuck. We were like trapped in between the two. And I immediately started freaking out. <laughs> like, like immediately. Jesus. So, yeah. Yep. I think, I mean, I think it was like, again, not a situation, you know, if you're in the woods, you can always like block. You can always try to get cell signal. You can do a lot of different things. Whereas I was like, this is a 14 feet by like seven <laughs> feet area. I can't, I can't do it. I guess I, I will die here. <laughs> yeah, I have no nothing. I have literally the clothes on my back and Ugh. nothing. Um, and I mean, we could have gone downstairs, but I immediately was like, no, my parking is gonna run out. <laughs> my phone, everything. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you got out of there, though. That's that would be terrifying. Yeah, the really nice cleaning guy who sees me like working late like every day <laughs> that I was there let us back in. <laughs> yeah, what a nice human being. Because we were like banging on the doors for a while. Oh my god. <laughs> That's so yep. scary. It uh it was something. But yeah, so like I don't think I I don't know. I it's hard to know how I would react in that situation, but I also doubt I would ever be in that situation given that I don't like the woods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I won't go camping for a while. I don't know when I'll watch this movie again, but I feel like I could watch it again just to get into movie vibes. There you go. So would you recommend it to other people who are terrified of scary movies? I think so. Like, especially if you're, if you're like my, my fiance Ivy and you don't care for gore, this movie is definitely a psychological thriller more than anything else there is some blood but it's very small piece of it and it's a little bit later in the movie and you don't really see anybody get like slashed or anything but if you are more interested in psychological thrillers then this is definitely I would recommend this movie for sure and it is I feel like it, it is a classic for a reason because it is such a unique format that you know Cloverfield Lane and uh, X amount of movies since then paranormal activity picked up with and but this yeah. is kind of like the blueprint for it it really is it's the blueprint for it with more mythology like Cloverfield kind of comes out of nowhere paranormal activity comes out of nowhere and you don't get mythology until like later on in the series whereas Blair Witch like comes out of the gate with the mythology and, and what's happening and why or you know theoretically uh what's happening and why there's always the there's always the um possibility that 
one of their own murdered each other. I mean, Mike ditching the map, like what the shit was that? Like, are you sure you did that just because you thought it was useless or were you actually trying to get Heather murdered? I don't fucking know. But like, it's possible. So was it really the witch or did you all kill each other? I don't know. I kept Um, having these imaginings that maybe like Heather was blacking out out of fear or something and just kind of like fucking shit up. But it's like, she was the most present whenever they were waking up. So it, it was just like, there were some instances where I was like, is Heather doing something? Did she kill Josh? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, but it, it's it just was, like an, an interesting thought having every now and then where I'm like, is it a witch? <laughs> but the ending was very much <laughs> like, oh God. I think that ending shot is one of the most iconic things I've ever seen of just Mike standing in the corner. Yeah. Oh, my heart's like, hurting thinking about it. it's so scary yeah mike standing in the corner like those little kids who got murdered in the basement it reminded yeah. me of the visit where yeah it, it was just like you just walk in and there's like somebody just standing there and it's not quite natural and you're like uncanny valley central here we go <laughs> it's so true um so here I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a very a, a very um, controversial statement out there, and you can take it for what you will. I'm here for but, it. I'm listening. Yes. So on the same vein of oh my god, your face looks so cute. When you did that. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I loved it. Okay, I'm done. I'm sorry. <laughs> My best friend is amazing. <laughs> As an a complete aside, my best friend is adorable and amazing. I love her very much. Okay, sorry. Um, anywho, um, I would say that there are a lot of movies where the sequels don't live up to the originals, or they don't keep canon, or they contradict exactly what happens in the in the first couple of movies um the sequel to Blair Witch is not good from so, what I heard uh, I, it's to, what Book of Shadows yeah from what, what we've heard listening to our friends Denny and Greg review that movie on their podcast movies for when not good yeah no um so Book of Shadows not good I agreed to watch Blair Witch, the like third, like they never, I, they never identified whether it was like a prequel or a sequel or a, you know, adjacent movie or whatever. I would argue Blair Witch. And I think we should watch it eventually. Okay. And I, I think I, I fully support that as a adjacent movie. Um, and I don't want to spoil why because I want you to watch it. <laughs> but I think that that is one that is worth adding to the repertoire. Okay. I will add it to our list. And that is all I'm going to say. Okay. I'm intrigued because I did not realize that is all there was a I am going to say. Blair Witch, so I will add it to our It list. has a very as above has a very as above so below vibe. Um which I found both endearing and fascinating. <laughs> okay. 
I like it. And just now added it to our list. That is number 75. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> We're not going in hey. any order for anybody thinking that we are. We are definitely not. We're not. <laughs> we go buck wild every week. There was there were a couple of weeks where we knew exactly what we wanted to do in order. And then there have been a couple of weeks where we're like, I don't know, what do you want to do? I don't know, what do you want to do? Or me being like, we need to do this one. <laughs> exactly. So we're just kind of picking and choosing what we want based on our urges. Like I, I did add um last night in Soho because I saw that that's a horror movie. Okay. So we'll see. It looks thriller y. We like Anya yeah, Taylor Joy. I'm down for. We love Anya Taylor Joy. She is a, an eminent screen queen. We love her. On um or I love Halloween her. Day on the 31st, Ivy and I were, you know, recovering at home. And <laughs> we did throw on the the bitch. <laughs> and Ivy had never seen it before. However, he did come into the movie late. So he's never seen the entire thing. Oh. He came in towards the end. Ivy, the witch. I will spoil it. Um, when the son, uh, Connor, what's his name? I starts with a C. When he comes back from being abducted by the witch, that's when Ivy got into the movie, and he was like, "What's happening?" I'm like, "Oh boy, you don't even know." <laughs> oh, oh, you have, you are in for a wild ride, sir. But he he was here for it. He was like, okay, we're killing the parents. All right, we're with the goat. Okay, mm-hmm. and they're naked. Yep. All right. Cool. 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 <laughs> cool. 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 Ascending to the heavens. You got it. Let's do it. I love the witch. So good. Um, yeah. So when Leah and I first tried to watch that, um, we were having a hard time hearing it because mm-hmm. of the way the TV was set up with the surround sound. So their voices were too quiet and we couldn't hear it and we were like fuck this we're not watching this anymore <laughs> and then we went <laughs> I'm not kidding we went back and watched it on her laptop when we were back in our apartment and loved it like it was two night and day uh experiences so oh, good it's so good if you ever watch that like that's my I have to watch it every year movie it's glitch really mm-hmm. wow okay well we'll have to cover it one day but yeah we will talk about it. It is, it is one of the many. So for Scaredy Cats. Another instance uh, of a witch in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> Just witch in the woods series. But for my fellow <laughs> Scaredy Cats, uh, I would recommend watching The Blair Witch, but also be aware it is pretty scary. So just be mindful about it when you set up your cozy little alcove and the lights are down low. <laughs> And for the you horror aficionados, if you haven't seen this, can you really call yourself an aficionado? What are you doing? What, 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 what are you doing? What, what are you doing? I'll toss my <laughs> scarf, um, even though I'm not wearing one, but still. Metaphorical scarf toss. Uh, and if you haven't seen Sassy Gay Friend, go look that shit up on YouTube. Abby and I found it in high school, and it is hilarious. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, that being said, um, yeah, that's, that's the Blair Witch. The Bl- or sorry, that is the Blair Witch Project, Project, since there is, in fact, that movie called Blair Witch. Mm-hmm. So this was the Blair Witch Project. 
specifically. Yeah. So um, if you have any recommendations for us to watch, if you are for movie aficionado and you want to terrify me, <laughs> if you really want to see me quake in my boots, send us uh, some suggestions. We take anything at this point. We have a growing list. I have a couple yeah, of please do it. just like, you need to watch this movie. I'm like, I'm adding it to the list. <laughs> <laughs> I love being challenged and I love being able to geek out over things that I haven't seen before because it's, it's a rarity. Um, yeah. And I'd like to just do things that people would actually like to listen to. Yeah, and I think this was the first non-campy movie that we've seen in a while. Yeah. Most of the ones that we've seen recently are like camp horror, and this one's more like, no, 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 we're serious. True. Very true. So keep up with us. We post on Instagram every Monday, Wednesday, sometimes Fridays, depending on how busy we are. (laughs) And you can find us on Instagram at... I buy that. (laughs) on we're watching horror and you can find us on facebook at we're watching podcast and on twitter on at watching underscore horror you can also email us at we're watching pod at gmail.com we welcome any and all suggestions and the fact that you have that memorized and i still don't even know what half of them are is phenomenal um and also when abby says we post she means uh so get out support your girl (laughs) we're also going to be recording Um, a book talk so we we're going to be posting like a once a month special podcast episode it'll be pretty short but we talk about books that we're reading mostly horror but if not then we'll just be talking books so if you're you're into that thing tune in on a, a sunday of the month you'll see it you will. You'll see it. You'll know. <laughs> It'll happen. <laughs> so yeah. Well, uh, that that's it for us, I think. I think yeah. so, man. We we covered this movie. We knocked it out of the ballpark. <laughs> we we dissected it to holy hell. We did. I'm sure there were a thousand and one other things we could have talked about, but that's our choice. Yeah. This is our <laughs> fucking podcast. Get over it. <laughs> Make your own podcast if you want to talk about other things. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even do a ton of intro about our lives this time either. So no. you know what? <laughs> Get at me. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So until next time. We're watching. <laughs>